are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers here with my friend and co-host, Ryan Tracy of Locked On Chiefs. Ryan, we are here and Thursday night football is upon us again, my friend. Yeah, I tell you what, not, I'm ready for it because I'm about done with these Monday night games um, over on my channel on YouTube on RGR football. I pack as much content as I can into the week of these Monday nights are killing me. But I think this Thursday is going to be great. We'll talk about that coming up. And we have a number of games that I think are really intriguing, but we got to get to some of the dirt first, right? We got a lot of stuff to talk about. But, hey, when you're watching all that Monday Night Football, the best way you can watch it is with a nice cold Pepsi. And they're one of our great sponsors. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to give you get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Now, Ryan, we got to talk about the huge news here. Two more Tennessee Titans players tested positive yesterday. Then Tom Tom Pelissorio talks about, he says, you know, has a a story saying the NFL is investigating the Titans for potentially practicing off-site when their facility was was locked down and in doing so within hours of that announcement pictures came up showing the titans doing just that including quarterback ryan Tannehill in the picture uh ryan what what did this this to me is the big no-no after roger goodell sent out that memo at the start of the week this to me is, is like the okay what's actually gonna happen here now that we have evidence they're just dis- disobeying protocols here yeah, and this is this is what I've been at the top of the show calling it dirt because nobody wants to get their hands dirty with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's back and forth. It's irresponsible on the COVID side, especially when you're exposing other teams. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But you also have to give them a little bit of credit because they're faced with an obstacle to them actually playing a ball game worth anything. And they're trying to get around that. They're trying to do something as though we're off season and prep by themselves. Okay, I get the concept if you're the player. But, man, these Titans are just – I want to give credit to Mike Vrabel for what he does on the field. I don't know if he's lost control of them somewhat, but the organization as a whole is looking like it has lost control of everything. It seriously does. I know this much. When the Steelers look like they might be struggling during games, people say Mike Tomlin's lost a locker room. This is losing a locker room. This is people saying, hey, the NFL saying, hey, don't do these things. And they're going to go out and do these things anyways. And then here's the thing about it, Ryan. They're double down, doubling down on Twitter. Offensive lineman Roger Saffold says, tweet, tweeted this out during the day at 2 p.m. saying, guys just don't work out for fun. This is for their livelihood. Also, he spelled livelihood as in lively and then hood as in two separate words, which isn't a thing it's a livelihood with an eye some nights it is you know but he says he said it's for their livelihood their family and their opportunity say what you want but i'm standing up for my team always bruh yeah that, that's not stand up your team's wrong you can stand up for more you want but you're wrong too then yeah you can stand up right with them especially if you're one of the guys that now gets exposed and gets sick because that's the whole thing no matter where you stand on this topic whether you're a player an admin a 
trainer or whatever it is. The whole point is to not spread it. And it's not just spreading around your locker room. It's the guys that you have to go play because nobody's alone in this sport. And honestly, uh, there's a lot of talk about a bubble. This league's too big for a bubble. It ain't going to work. It's too, the rosters are too big. There's too many teams. It, it, it That wouldn't work. And here's the other thing about this is that now you're in a situation. I got to ask you, Ryan, because this, this directly impacts a team that I, that, that I cover in the Pittsburgh Steelers, because the Pittsburgh Steelers lost their midseason bye because of this, they were pushed to, to have this game in week seven, their week eight bye was taken away because they moved their week seven game against Baltimore to week eight. And a lot of people in Pittsburgh are upset about this because now the Ravens get to host the Steelers at home after putting the Steelers on the road. And that is now that week seven is now the Ravens by. So a lot of Steelers fans are like, Hey, that's not fair. And Ben Roethlisberger even said Wednesday morning, we're getting the short end of the stick on this whole deal. And we've done nothing wrong. And I think it's a legitimate point, but at the same time, I understand, Hey, everyone's got to be flexible here, but here's the thing. If a punishment is be, is going to get doled out for what the Titans have been blatantly doing wrong. I don't think it can be a forfeit, forfeited game. They should move these games to the end of the season, just push the playoffs back, let that handle that, and the punishment should be steep. They should be serious fines. And I think draft picks, which is what the NFL said in that memo, would be the step before a forfeited game, should be the, the, the issue right here. You know what? You you messed up. We're taking we're taking away our first-round pick because this is needs to be the message that you cannot mess this up. And th- this, was the, this was the big parameter – and they blew it. Well, I, I can get with you about having some kind of repercussion. I, I actually feel the reverse because taking away a draft pick affects next year's team, next True. year's roster, maybe True. guys who had nothing to do with this. I would rather see a forfeiture. I would rather see, hey, if you're not going to follow the rules right now, you lose a game right now and make everybody who's involved responsible for see, it. My, my only thing is that, that there's a lot of shoulds in the NFL, but – my only problem with that is the reality is that the NFL knows you can take away a draft pick and it don't cost you no money. You take away a game, that's TV <laughs> dollars out the window, and they're not having that. So I'm not saying for what I – like, I think, yes, yeah, they should. And if, if this was a, a just world and a fair world, yeah, forfeit your game, get the heck out of here. Like, you know, you, you deserve the punishment. I, I just – for me, I don't know if that's legitimately on the table. I think the NFL put that out there as the, like, hey, this is the nuclear option. But I'm not so buying into that actually being an option that they're really considering right here. I, I, that's why I brought up draft picks, because that's a way to, to hit the organization and say, you have to police this, this this properly because you didn't. And now we're here and everyone's, you know, losing their minds over COVID. Speaking of COVID, before we get off this topic, we got to talk about Stephon Gilmore testing positive. And then, there, you know, of course, he was he was up congratulating and talking to Patrick Mahomes after the game. Now, no Chiefs have tested positive yet, but Ryan, you cover locked with locked on Chiefs. Is, is there a frenzy right now amongst the fan base that Patrick Mahomes may be gone from you know, this next game? And who knows? It, it's not a frenzy. The whole town is holding their breath. Because that's, <laughs> that's what it's coming down. To. <laughs> it's like, and and Patrick even addressed it uh, on Wednesday, saying that you know I I had a lapse in my mental discipline in getting up close and hugging another team. We know we're not supposed to do that, but I'm trying to pay respect to a, an elite player on the opposite side, and you can understand that. I think there's a difference between willingly practicing when you're not supposed to be gathering and making a mental lapse and getting too close to somebody. You know, so. I'm concerned uh, in that you don't want to see it spread from team to team. 
And we didn't see that with the Vikings where we're hopeful that if you can maintain and just play the game without getting that, you know, closer distance outside of the plays, then maybe it's going to be all right. No, I'm right with you. I was, it's funny. Just on Tuesday, I was at the uh, my, my uh, Home Depot. I was picking up some things I needed, and I saw a friend I hadn't seen in months and because of this pandemic thing. And I was like, oh, my man. And I, I reached out to Splow him, and I, we touched hands, and I was like, oh, I just did the thing. I, was, I just wasn't supposed to do that. So that's a mental lapse. That's like, a, oh, man. I, I, you know, in the moment, I lost control of things. That's not planning to go behind the scenes to break the rules that have been set to keep your entire league safe. You know, and and again, after splitting my guy up, I, I went right to the hand sanitizer. He's like, okay, let me get this cleaned up right, right quick. But there's no get yourself cleaned up when you practice for, you know, a day together to get things right. When you're not supposed to be practicing. Like, uh, it, it's on a, it's on a such a completely different level. Uh, you know, the whole NFL is hoping that Patrick Mahomes, well, I, I, I guess there's some people out there that hope he, he's out because they don't want to play against him. But for anyone that, that respects and wants to see that man continue to rise with his talent, Everyone wants to see that man be able to continue to play. So hopefully he does. But we're going to stop talking about COVID. We're going to get some football talking about this weekend. Before we do, Ryan, tell the good people about our good sponsor, Rock Auto. You know, chain stores have different price tiers for professionals versus us do-it-yourselfers. Rock Auto's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing them based on what the market will bear, like airlines used to and some other things. Rock Auto is for everybody, and it doesn't require membership or a login. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And speaking of other great sponsors... Ryan, let's talk about our great sponsor, Visa. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities, whether they're corner stores or coffee spots or your favorite shop. Local businesses have always been there for us. They remember your orders. They call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going the extra mile to support us in our community. But right now, more than ever, those local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor. Next time you go shopping, choose to go local and make the contactless symbol and tap to pay with the contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, an official partner of the NFL. Ryan, let's get to talking about the NFL. we got some big games this weekend. Now, I would want to talk about Bills versus Titans, but we don't know if that's going to happen. Um <laughs> So, there's a theme here. Yeah, there's a theme. Here. <laughs> so, but moving right along to games that I'm pretty confident will happen that I have a lot of interest in. We talked about these Browns last week, but I wanted to get your thought on the three and one Colts at the three and one Browns. Two very odd teams this year that everyone's wondering who they really are. The Colts defense has been phenomenal through their first four games. Do you think that that holds up in this game? The Browns are now missing Nick Chubb. They just had a big offensive explosion against the Cowboys like we said they would. But I don't know, man. This Colts defense looks tough. Yeah, and I like the way that they've put it together. Uh, a lot of credit to Chris Ballard because he's gone and revamped that entire room. Uh, I know there are some people there, and I know the way that that front office works is putting everything together, everyone in one body and everybody pulling in the same direction. I think that shows up on the field. It's not just 
Leonard and and X player who makes X play. They were DVOA. They're number two against the run. So as badly as it is to be without Nick Chubb and really hate to see that injury after what he did in college and everything else, but to be without him, you were going up a very stiff run defense to begin with. So I had kind of seen this game as more of a Kareem hunt, um, catching passes out of the backfield, splitting out that kind of thing. So I don't think that necessarily is going to derail it, but that defense is for real. And it's going to be, have to be creative on Baker Mayfield's part to try and exploit it. I agree. And I also don't see enough consistency from the Browns defense in this game. Um, they, I thought they would get into a shootout with the Cowboys. I thought that the Cowboys would win, but uh, this is a different situation right here. The Colts have been consistent on defense. I, I And even in that win against the, the the Cowboys, I didn't see Baker Mayfield be a superstar in that game. Odell Beckham, had, you know, put up some big numbers. Um, they were able to run the ball. But you didn't see Baker Mayfield slinging it everywhere and destroying the Cowboys. Um, yeah, they even had Jarvis Landry throw a touchdown pass. Um, so I'm it's a little not Jarvis. Uh, right, yeah. Um, and, and that's, a, so I'm a little skeptical about picking the Browns this week. I know they're three and one and they're at home, but I'm gonna go with the Colts in this one. Uh, are you on the same page with me there? I am. You're, you're killing me. So at some point we're going to pick a game differently. I swear at, 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 <laughs> at some point, maybe hopefully soon. I don't know. Let's talk about the Monday night football game because the chargers are at the saints. Now this typically wouldn't have been a game that I'd cared about, but Justin Herbert, I thought he put on a good show last week against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Um, And we'll talk about them in the third segment. But I I really like what I saw out of him. And this Chargers defense can go so many different ways. Like there's times I'm like, I think that they're really tough. And there's times I'm like, what are you doing? Um, And the Saints, they've also confused me because they're two and two. And the two games they lost, I thought they were going to win. This this Saints team, they're they're supposed to be the stuff. And now granted, they're without Michael Thomas. We got to see how that how that goes this week. But What's your take on both of these teams and the directions they're going right now? Well, first of all, Herbert himself is exactly where I projected him to be because looking at his film pre-draft, I thought he was right behind the big dog that ended up in Cincinnati. Like nothing against two. And I think two will get on the field and eventually he'll, he'll be okay. But I had Herbert number two. And I think he's proving that he's got the tools. Yes. Is he a little bit immature? Yes. Is, does he need to grow into a leader on that offense? Yes. But when he walked out on five minutes notice to start against the Chiefs, a game that I covered in great detail and puts up 300, then he comes back against TB12, puts up what he did. What was that, 314 or whatever? I mean, consistently making plays. He has some mistakes too, but he's growing into it. And this is the reason I had the quarterback is the reason that they weren't going to be a playoff team last this season when we last looked at it. I don't, I might have to reconsider that at this point. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's helping them get the push. Now, granted, they're one and three, so like you know they're not exactly helping their playoff chances right now. But if Herbert's able to play well through these times, it's going to be a sign that hey, you know what? Maybe they could build it again. And they and they still have their own problems. Austin Eckler's on injured reserve, so now they got a, you know the running back that they were counting on this year isn't there. Um, you know they they're still missing Derwin James on defense. They're missing several pieces. But um, I, I do think it's interesting to watch Justin Herbert. I still think though that the Saints are going to pull pull this one out at home on Monday night. Do you do you think Tyrod gets his job back by the way just because he's healthy? I, unfortunately, I don't think he does. I think that the the, I success, I, the success of Justin Herbert, I think now if if Herbert starts to get hit a lot, then they're going to be like, "Hey, Tyrod, get back out there." Uh but I, I think that with the way that he's played, 
they're going to like, hey, you know what? You know, it's not exactly hurting him. He's learning on the job and he's staying upright. Let's get him out there. Let's let let him learn this year so he can, you know, he can get his feet wet um, and with, with everything. I, I wouldn't be mad at them if they chose to put to put Tyrod back out there. Um, but I just, I, you know, from how I see teams, when a young guy comes in and starts, uh, even if he doesn't win, if he's putting up numbers, teams want to keep seeing that happening. Yeah, and Anthony Lynn's no fool. I can see them giving Tyrod a, a prototypical start and then, you know, going back to the rookie. And I don't mean to say that Herbert is the reason they're going to be a playoff team. I don't see that happening. I'm just saying he's not the weak point that I thought he was going to be. So, yes, I think he's improved, but I am going to take them against those Saints because <gasps> – We have a difference. We do, finally, because I think as a team, you're seeing their defense – make up for the Derwin James absence, not in its entirety, but they're coming on. They're getting play from undrafted corners. They're getting play from backup defensive linemen. I think the key is going to be Ken Murray. Can he get to the point that he can chase and get out on Alvin Kamara? Nobody's going to stop Kamara, but if he can just slow him down, allow his teammates to catch up and play team defense, I think they're going to be able to corral that wide receiving group in good enough shape to stay in it and possibly get that win. Now, normally I would for our last game throw it to either of our games of the Raiders at Chiefs or the Eagles at Steelers, but you're going to hear both of us talk about these games on our podcast. So Chiefs fans and Steelers fans, hang in there. You could, you'll could you hear us talk about these games. I wanted to talk about this AFC North game because I have a little bit of intrigue here. Normally I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't care as much because this is a, a bad team versus a good team, but the Ravens have not sold me after that loss they suffered to like they I I'm still questioning some things with the Ravens and the Bengals have stepped up. Joe Burrow just got his first win. They tied against the Eagles. They're one, two and one. Now granted, I still don't think that they're a playoff team or even close to that, but I'm going to be watching this AFC North game, um, you know, through the corner of my eye, because I want to see Joe Burrow. What do you do against Lamar Jackson in this game? And, and the, the Ravens cornerback situation with how athletic they are and how aggressive they are, how does he attack them? Because if he starts putting, you know, putting up some numbers against those guys, then I think that's going to turn some head, some more heads. And everyone's already looking at Joe Burrow, but I think even more people are going to say, oh, okay, this young man's getting it done. Yeah. And, and he's the guy that I was talking about before, you know, Joe Burrow was the number one for a reason. I think he's, made even a, a smoother transition than I expected coming out of what is a pro offense at LSU. I, I thought it was going to be better for him, but to get that win now uh, on the roster that he's on, that's impressive. And I feel like he's got some upside. I'd like to see that Tyler Boyd's somebody that he can start to rely on more. I know though there's a lot of controversy about AJ green and I, I can get that. It's, it's problematic. Maybe he'll get more targets this week. I don't think that Burrow is, is looking to go to somebody. I think he's professional enough and having come up in that LSU offense, he's looking for guys that can make the play that are open enough to get there. The guy that I'm going to keep my eye on is that connection with T Higgins. I want to see what happens. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's crazy. You know, one both these guys played for Tiger teams in college. Now they're playing for the Tiger team together. Pretty crazy right there. That there's a connection there. Also look out for uh, Clarendon's own uh, Tyler Boy, straight out of uh, the West, Western PA right here. Um, but uh, doing our last picks here, is this a potential upset special for you? Do you think the Ravens might be caught napping here by the Bengals? I just think... It's going to be a good game. I think they're going to give up a few more points than I might have thought a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But no, the Ravens clean this thing up. They have been embarrassed a little bit, and I think they're kind of on the warpath and good for them. They should be a team that contends for the AFC Championship. I think they they hold that up. 
I'm, I'm with you on that. I still believe that Mark Jack, uh, Lamar Jackson is, is a bad dude. Uh, and Mark Andrews getting back on track last week was a, was a really good sign. He dropped a huge one on, again, you know, in that, in that game against the chiefs. Um, so, uh, so really interesting stuff there, but Hey, you know, so we, so we got, at least we got one pick different that fi- finally, there we know, go. We'll be keeping up on that Monday night football game with Chargers and saints. Cause not, nobody can figure out either of those teams. We're going to throw it to one more quick bait. Before we do, we got to talk about our great sponsor built go built. Go makes you the best you at whatever you do, whether it's a mental or a physical wall, you can break through it with go every day. It's, an, it's easy to take in just one and a half ounce packages. You can put the package in your briefcase for your most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to help you power through the back nine, or just put it in your pocket to help you get through the day or through your workout. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling in the end. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink, but with a third of the caffeine and better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with protein, and that protein is fast-absorbing to get into your system fast. Plus, it's easier on the stomach. Bilko is loaded with good stuff to ignite my workout. Beta alanine, B3, honey, and just a little kick of caffeine. And Bilko then keeps kicks in to keep me going strong. It's got B6 and B12. And Bilko helps helps you get healthier joints, soft tissue, hair, and skin. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use their code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. We're back here for the third segment of the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs. Let's get to talking about this Thursday night football game. We got a big one here. Two three and one teams. This isn't your normal Thursday night snoozer, Ryan. This is three and one Buccaneers at three and one Bears. Tom Brady threw five touchdown passes last week. The Bears lost their first game of the season last week, but Nick Foles is in there. Their defense is playing hot. I'm interested in how this game goes, man. And, and there's some interesting news on the injury front for both teams. Yeah, you know, and this is this is a team. Where, like you said, five touchdowns. Where Tom Brady looked like the old Tom Brady a little bit, at least. And there's there's some parallels there. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. get to that here in a minute. But like you said, he needs weapons. Father Time's still ticking out there. You know that's not going away. Um, good one out. Yeah. Uh, Fournette doubtful. Yeah, not good. Looks like there's questionable in little Scotty Miller, who's like the new Edelman, basically uh, a guy that he's going to look to for that forgotten matchup for the little pivot routes for the little things that really, I think, are the portion of the offense that that Tom brought with him rather than trying to meld all the way to B.A. I I feel like that's the wrinkle that really feeds him. So now it comes down to, oh, yeah, O.J. Howard isn't there either. Right. So uh, is it the Gronk show? I mean, here's the thing. Gronk made a, a big catch last week in coverage, and everyone was like, uh-oh, that's Rob Gronkowski, but hasn't done much else. I mean, maybe it becomes the Gronk show, but I think the Buccaneers, they got to hold on to their breath that Mike Evans is going to be able to play. He didn't practice Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday this week. Uh, we have to see. We all have to see if he practiced today, because uh, if, he, if, he, if he's at least back in a limited capacity over these next two days, then we'll be able to get to see, okay, uh, you know, like Mike Evans will be back. That'll give... 
Tom Brady at least one guy, even even if he's not there, not about Tom Brady throwing to him, a guy that the Bears have to respect uh, when their secondary is planning and adjusting because Mike Evans is a bad man. You leave him in single coverage, he will roast you eventually. So um, I, you got to see what, what's up with Mike Evans. But you're right. This is Tom Brady. I mean, nobody outside of Tampa Bay knew who Scotty Miller was except his parents. You know, like, and all of a sudden he's he's putting up fantasy numbers, and you know, and, and people are like, "Oh, okay, maybe we got to pick up that guy." And that's what Tom Brady does. Now, maybe he could do that with somebody else, but man, I'm I'm skeptical. Uh, you know, they need to be healthy. And meanwhile, the Bears they're looking like they're actually not in a bad position. Now, Deion Bush, the safety's out, and Sherrick McManus is doubtful. He's also a safety, but Khalil Mack is back to full practice. He's good to go. Akeem Hicks back to full practice. He's good to go. Bobby Bobby Massey, Donald Donald Mooney is the only one who's questionable, but he did practice in full all week long. And Josh Woods uh, is at a full practice. So the Bears look healthy. Now, Nick Foles is your quarterback, and there's a question about how what's the continuity there. I still see this team. I still I think this could be a really good defensive showdown because I love what the Buccaneers are doing on defense. We all want to talk about their offensive playmakers, but defensively, they are putting it together a lot. Yeah, I mean, these this is a defensive matchup. When you look at DVOA from football outsiders, which is something that I check on everybody all the time. Number one, Tampa Bay. Number four, Chicago Bears. This is a significant matchup, and it does come down to these two older quarterbacks, how they can exploit what I think are fairly small holes. You have Levante David playing really well for the Bucks side of things. I mean, there are a lot of aspects. Uh, Cleo Mack is obviously Cleo Mack. You know, I mean, you're not going to get away from that. So I think it's, it's very matchup dependent. And there are some of those things. The one that stands out to me the most is that you saw with Fournette out, Jones came in and actually had like a career day, if not, yeah. if not more so. My question to you, can he repeat that? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure this Bears defense isn't going to be one that can be pushed over. I think that they're going to be a, a tough group. You know, Roquan Smith is still there. Danny Trevathan's still a good veteran, uh, you know, up front, especially Akeem Hicks being healthy. It's a big help, in my opinion, up up the middle. Like you said, Khalil Mack's going to be floating around there. Um, you know, I want to see, you know, how how this how the safeties roll in this game. But I think they, they, give, they give a hard time. But, hey. On the flip side, I also think that the Buccaneers' defense is going to be tough. I love the way that Levante, David, De- David, Devin White, Shaquille Barrett, and Antoine Winfield are all playing. And don't forget Jordan Whitehead, Pitt's own. Um, and uh, they still got two tough guys up the middle in, in Sue and Vita Vey. Uh, they got a lot of pieces on this defense that's performing for them early. Um, so, I mean, I, I think, like you said, this is going to be a good defensive matchup. I think this is going to be a, be interesting to see who makes the less amount of mistakes now tom brady typically that's him he's he's the king of making no mistakes but this is also nick Foles who beat tom brady in the super bowl uh so an interesting weird matchup uh, you know again i don't know of any quarterback in the in the history of the nfl it's a super bowl mvp with seven touchdown passes and can't find a full-time job as a starting quarterback but uh this might be another situation where nick Foles. You know, if, if he can just get a little crazy, throw it to Allen Robinson, get some production from his Bears offense, maybe he does enough uh, if they can break some big plays here. But it's not going to be easy against that Bucks defense. Well, and the interesting thing for me is Nick has always been a guy that plays best when he's not the game plan, when he can come in and ad lib and takes what he sees visually and attacks that. And so I think, honestly, he gets a little caught up in the game planning and trying to do 
what what he's supposed to quote unquote. He and Matt Nagy have a very good relationship, though. Um, they've worked together in multiple stops, mm-hmm. and I think they can get back to that. What we saw when he first came in for Trubisky, uh, a lot of fireworks, right? The guy that he went to in those situations was Anthony Miller, who's probably going to be guarded uh, this week. A good coverage guy in Murphy Bunning has some good speed, but mm-hmm. I think that's a matchup that they might look to exploit. And I wouldn't put it past Matt Nagy to specifically try to dial some things up just for Foles to find Miller. No, I wouldn't be surprised at that either. Uh, they got to look for some sort of chemistry there on the on the Bears' offense. Uh, you got David Montgomery there, seeing how, so see if the ground game can get going. I'm really interested to see in what if if this is a game where the Bears' offense finds an identity, and that's always tough when you're switching quarterbacks and you don't have anything you know showing up there. I, I do want to see if that identity is found. I think that the Buccaneers have a lot of on their side, but no more wasting time here, Ryan. It's pick time. Uh, Bears at home, Buccaneers on the road. Who you got winning Thursday night football? Well, I will say this. Uh, Mom was a big Bears fan, and I'm going to go with her tonight. I think it's a comeback, and I think Foles gets gets that fire lit underneath him and does lead them back. I'm going to take the Bears by three. Ah, uh, we get our second split, two splits. In, in, hey! I'm going with the Buccaneers. I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a guy that Tom Brady. I think that he 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 did well last week. He's showing some continuity within the offense. I think that the I, I like Vita Bay and Dominican Sue up front, and I love the way that they're playing at the linebacker position. Shaquille Barrett's bringing it. Levante David's still the man. Devin White is really coming along, and in that secondary, that's that pair of safeties is going to be tough, man. I love Jordan Whitehead and the way he's played since he was in college at the University of Pittsburgh, but also I loved Antoine Winfield in this in, in the draft. I I wanted to. See see how you know how well he would do and he is not disappointing early on I think that that all that talent adds up to some uh some turnovers for the Buccaneers and Tom Brady capitalizes on them and gets the win but we will see here on Thursday night football Ryan we made it through another show this is always fun man we enjoy these Thursdays we hope you all are enjoying these Thursdays here on the Locked On NFL podcast Ryan let people know where they can find more of your work Check out Locked On Chiefs and uh, check out Ryan Tracy NFL, all one word over on Twitter. You can find everything I do from statistics to video to everything else. Same here. You can find me at Carter Critiques on Twitter. Uh, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. Thanks to all those who hit me up all the time. Also, if you're a Steelers fan, listen to that Locked On Steelers podcast. We got a lot of great content that were there. We're going to have crossover Thursday today to get you to get you ready for this Eagles matchup. But from Chris Carter, Ryan Tracy, Thanks for listening to the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for for the next exciting episode.